0: Fitz and Siblings, it is the final Sunday of 2023, if you're listening to the show as it drops. Welcome to the final episode of the PTB Weekend Special for the calendar year. I am your co-host, Scott Criscolo. Joining me as always, the doctor, Dr. G. George.
1: Oh yeah, Happy New Year, Happy
0: New Year. <laughs> Your, your oh yeah was better than the fucking <laughs> than the fucking guy that pretended Ooh. to be Rick Flair. Um anyway. Styling and profile. <laughs> oh my god. You're doing so much better than that guy. Um So it is the final PTB weekend special of twenty twenty three. Um the NWA didn't really do much this week. They did an episode of Power, but it was pretty much a Christmas throwaway. They probably taped it like a month ago. Um, Most half the episode was uh, a re-air of of, uh, Kenzie Page's win over uh, Camille at NWA 75 for the women's world title. So that was most of the episode. The rest was throwaway matches. So we won't get into that. Um, Two things I want to talk about tonight. One of them, one question is directly given to the doctor um, because, uh, by the way, the final Pay per view uh by a major promotion was last night. AEW's World's End was last night out at the Nassau Coliseum. Mr. D'Amato was there. Um and uh that was the last uh, pay per view of the calendar year. How was the crowd? He says it's Solid, he goes, quote, the cucks or the cucks cheer everything. <laughs> the AE cucks, that's what he says. Um anyway. <laughs> but he says it's a good crowd. AEW crowds are always good because he goes, they cheer everything. They cheer if, a, if a, you know, the popcorn guy says something. Um, uh, first off, uh, it is New Year's Eve, if you're listening to this as it drops. If you're listening to it on Monday, happy 2024. Hopefully, you had a very safe, festive New Year's Eve. Uh, the doctor and I uh, will be at his house. He's having him and his and the family throwing a nice house party, as we do every year. So look forward to that this evening. Um... So whatever you're doing, whether you're home or at someone's house or if you are out, definitely be safe. Please be responsible. Don't be dumb because you may have faith in yourself, but I don't have faith in anybody else on the roads. So just be be careful out there. Get into 2024 safe. And we will have our uh, first uh, episode of the new year, of course, next Sunday morning. Uh, We'll see what the NWA does this week. They'll probably do more uh, Robarts episodes. Um, because the following weekend is paranoia. We'll talk more about that card next week. Um, but I want to talk about two things tonight, uh, today with the doctor. Number one, uh, our first episode of Place Be Nation's main event for 2024 will be this, um, coming Friday and we are going to do a, um, we are going to do a, a year in review uh, with the gang, the year in wrestling, WWE, AEW, Impact, which will now be TNA in, what, 14 days, um, what the future of ROH is, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But the doctor will not be with us on that night, so I wanted to give him this floor and talk about his thoughts on the year in wrestling 2023. You what he know, thought
1: thinking about this because you you said you mentioned that you wanted me to talk a little bit about this you know mm-hmm. airing the show and i thought about like um breaking it down this way from for my purposes um is maybe like more of like a uh maybe like a, a male wrestler of the year a women's wrestler of the year you know oh, I you want to work you want to do awards we oh, do I want to do, awards. like, awards because, you know what, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't watch all the companies, like, intently every week, so I don't want to sit here nobody and okay, nobody um, <laughs> pretend like I, you know, like nobody, I'm going to, you know. Um, nobody watches but, it. I mean, you know, I thought I th- that would probably be the, the easier way to break it down. I mean, obviously, the biggest story of the year, I mean, that goes without saying. I mean, everybody, yeah, no, it's not CM Punk. No, that was
0: not <laughs> No, that was
1: It's, biggest, it's WWE being sold to Endeavor. Sold. I mean, that's, that's so. anyway. That's the right, biggest we'll story of the year. So that
0: that's easy. That that we get that right out of the way. It's, all right. Well, well, you literally just trampled over my intro. Can you let me set you up? I was setting you up. I was in the midst of setting you up, and you hit me with a steel chair and took uh, the mic. That's what I do. Like, like David Von Erich did to, to, uh, uh, date uh, whatever that fucking guy's name is, <laughs> whatever the Von Erich brother is, I don't know, they all look the same. Um, although Zac Efron is clearly the best looking Von Erich. The other thing we're going to do this week is, uh, do a, uh, a, at the movies, Siskel and Ebert, Dr. G and I, because yesterday, if you're listening to this on, uh, Sunday, New Year's Eve, yesterday, Saturday, Dr. G and I went to go see the Iron Claw the, of course, the biopic that is out right now uh, about the Von Erich family. Uh, we'll we'll give you our review of it uh, this week, uh, what we thought of it. It's not a spoiler because it's a fucking biopic. So if you don't know what's going on, why are you listening to the show? Um, <laughs> you obviously know the Von Erich story. So. Um, so we'll get to that at the end of the show. All right. Um, yeah. Well, before we get to the awards for you... Um, the biggest news story of the year well yeah the biggest news story let's say the top three news stories of the year news story number one is obviously WWE being sold to Endeavor and Endeavor and WWE merging to become TKO holdings or whatever the fuck they're called that's a big deal and Vince kind of being pushed away and of course uh, news broke yesterday that Kevin Dunn that chipmunk fuckhead is uh also walking away and good riddance um Number two, of course, was the uh, departure of CM Punk from AEW and the arrival or return of CM Punk to WWE in the span of, what, two and a half months. Um, he was in AEW in September. He was in WWE in November. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Or late August, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's... So, And the number three story of the year. Um, probably, I mean maybe from a from a big perspective probably um i would say probably the death of uh the death of of Bray Wyatt cuz that kind of came out of nowhere um
1: yeah, that's a that's a pretty big story
0: that's a big story um
2: yeah cuz that yeah it's pretty huge come out of nowhere yeah um very shocking uh
0: and and then you could say probably the, the rebranding, the announcement of the rebranding of, of Impact yeah. back to TNA, but that, that'll be taking place in 2024. So let's, yeah, talk about, let's, let's talk about the big story. So, of course, the big story of the year, WWE is no longer, uh, shall we say, privately owned. Um, they are now owned by Endeavor, which is the same company that owns uh, UFC. UFC. And they now
1: technically they weren't privately owned anymore. Anyway, they were. Well, no, they really. weren't.
0: I shouldn't say that they're independently owned with investors. I guess you could say Uh, they don't get to call the shots anymore. Let's put it that way. And. um, uh, Now, for the first time ever in the history of the company dating back to 1963, or if you want to go back to capital wrestling in 19, whatever it was, 50, A McMahon is not calling the shots. His name is Emmanuel. Sorry, Emmanuel.
2: Um,
0: This was earth-shaking because I don't think anybody ever thought that um,
2: this was going to happen. That that WWE would ever would ever um,
0: sell out, I guess you could say. Um, there was always rumors for the past few years that the McMahons didn't want to be in wrestling anymore. I think that was all a bunch of crap. <laughs> I don't think I think wrestling's in their blood forever. Um,
1: I think I think I think Vince Vince saw. A, saw the handwriting on the wall legally with all the stuff going on. So I think this was his best option. Um, I mean, I know he's technically still involved somewhat behind the scenes in terms of the business aspect, I think more to help with the TV deals and all that stuff. Um, but obviously he's not involved creatively. It's just a weird dynamic that, I mean, it's kind of a sad thing for the family. Like, is there a dynamic with the family are they even talking to each other is i mean it's it's just very strange cuz even when they they did the thing at the stock market it, it looked like you know you would thought like Vince and, and Triple H were like you know strangers to each other you know right it's really it's really just a weird uh dynamic listen they they're put they're right now endeavor is, is doing the right thing And they're letting Triple H run the creative. They're letting the people who know what they're doing, who have been there and have seen the success. um, They're not really, I mean, maybe they are everyday things that we don't see, you know, that that translate to on the screen. But they're not real. They're like letting WWE kind of run their their thing and not getting involved, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just going to be interesting to see you know, listen, the business is cyclical. It's going to be interesting to see when when things start going a little not where they want it to go and see how they handle that and see how things, you know, will they, you know, make changes. And if they make changes, it's going to be the right changes, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, the, the honeymoon doesn't always last forever. Right. I mean, right right now everybody's loving everything cuz everything i mean probably the best storyline in years is the is the, is the bloodline so i mean that's that's been a big thing for the wwe and yeah. um you know uh i mean i i think you got to really just focus on i mean in that that storyline's not going to last forever and you don't want it to last forever you don't want it to be an nwo thing where you just beat it to death Right, <laughs> You know, they, they've, they've really done a good job with this. You know, everybody thought Cody was going to come in and win the championship right away. Now they made it a whole build. I love it. They're doing a great job with it because you still don't really know where they're going to go with it. Now you got CM Punk entering the picture. So there's a lot of different things going on. So they, right now, WWE is is really hitting on all cylinders right now. And, um... It's going to be interesting to see, because uh, right now they're still looking for a home for Raw, correct?
0: Yes. Yes. NXT will be going to USA, and SmackDown right. will be going to... Um, I'm sorry. NXT is going to CW. SmackDown is going right. to USA. That's Raw is be determined.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be... Did they say where, where, what date SmackDown is going to be airing on, though? Because I mean, USA is always been
0: Monday, so we won't know any of that crap for a while.
1: It's 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 interesting, but I mean, I know that Vince is involved in the TV deal, so um, so obviously, you know, he's being helpful in some areas, I guess. (laughs) Um, But it's good, you know. Listen, not everybody. You could be the creative genius all you want, but you know what? After a while. Things kind of, you know, the, the the business moves past you. And that's basically what's happened to Vince. You know, and, you know, look at what he built. I mean, let's take away his personality, what he's done, you know, uh, to his wife. All that. I mean, that's all disgusting. We know that we're not even going to go there. But just think about what he's done for the industry. I mean, would you ever have thought when you're watching wrestling back in the 80s that that this would be this mega empire that it is today? Never. Nope. And did you ever think that, you know, after WCW went under that you'd see, you know, somewhat another big company? I mean, obviously not WWE's level, but at least somebody that was at least kind of, again, it's amazing that AEW came around in 2019 and you know we did have the pandemic which wwe kind of went a dip but because there was competition it brought out the best in the wwe wwe is at its best when they're put up against the wall against somebody now i don't think AEW was ever going to reach the levels of wwe but they put a little like okay we're we're here we're not we're not going to be a little tna and we're just going to do our little thing down in disney we're going to we're going to come at you and WWE look at what they've done. They need that. You know what? You need that sometimes because don't, don't you feel that there were periods of time where WWE knew they had no competition and they kind of just like coasted at times. Sure. Yep. Totally. So, so I really totally. feel, I feel like the best thing that happened to WWE was AEW.
0: <laughs> I really do. I Having really like that, well, yeah, you're totally right. I mean, look, you can go back to like 2010, 2011, when when T N when T N A and, and R O H were just kind of in there. They weren't competition, and WWE was unwatchable garbage in right. the early 2010s. And then they spiked a little bit. Daniel Bryan caused, a, you know, and then and then the late 2010s, the big shows were good. See, WWE has gotten to the point now where uh, pay per views are king, and their pay per views are always good. It's the television that's a problem. And to be honest, AEW has fallen into that as well. But we'll get to them in a minute. Um, well, I
1: think I think that's the thing. And you gotta understand too, like when it comes to, you know, the the the, the, the two companies, I mean AEW having another a company which is foreseen as a as a bigger company than the uh the you know, like the TNAs and um, you know, Ring of Honors or well, Ring of Honors owned by AEW but or you know, whatever, even NWA or MLW. The, the thing about it is is it's more places for the guys to work. And then when a character or someone kind of gets a little burnt out in WWE, they have another place to go. And then they reinvent themselves sometimes. Like, I think that CM Punk now is bigger. I mean, obviously there was issues with AEW why he left. But I think that him coming back under those circumstances was bigger than if he just came back. You know, he wasn't with AEW before. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. I think it's good. It's good for some of these guys to have these places to go. And we've already seen, you know, it's kind of fun. I, I, I think it's kind of fun, again, as a wrestling fan. Like, uh, you know, you know, now Edge went to, Edge and Christian are now in, in AEW. You know they're going to be back at WWE probably to end off their career one day. So it's nice to have that jumping back and forth. I, I kind of like it. It just brings me back a little bit to the to the old days where, you know, there was, you know, even though things get out there a little easier today because of the, you know, our social media, but it's just, it's nice to have that once in a while. You know, somebody you possibly knew, you know, look how big it was when Cody came to WWE, you know, like that was pretty big. That was, that was fun. And you didn't think he'd get any bigger than that. And then CM Punk comes over. I mean, I, I may not be a CM Punk fan, but it was a big thing for the company. We'll just see how long it lasts. That's that was just my my opinion on it. I'm not saying it wasn't big because it was, you know. So I I I'm I think WWE needs competition. They almost need AEW to stick around. To be honest with you, they never AEW never going to reach the level of WWE. Now that they got another corporation, you know, there's, there's this whole TK, TKO Holdings and all that. They'll never even, there's too much of an entertainment empire. AEW will never be at the level of WWE, ever. So, WWE fans don't have to worry about that. It's never going to happen. But it's nice to have them around because WWE needs competition. Because maybe you won't have a dip, too big of a dip in the business. If you have somebody around that's going to always, where they feel threatened. They need to feel threatened once in a while. In their mind. It doesn't mean they're really being threatened, but you know what I'm saying. Like knowing that there's somebody mm-hmm. else out there trying to sure. to do sure. better than you. I, I mean, I I think that it's the the product now. I mean, in WWE, he just has such a system with NXT and and uh, you know they they you know with Sean and the and the and the people they have in the positions. I mean, they really have a, a fine tuned machine going on. And mm. and and you know Triple H is gaining a respect in the industry now. You know, I think at first people thought, well, because he was the, you know, father, you know, the 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 uh, the son-in-law and all that. Yeah, it probably helped him in the beginning, no doubt about it. I mean, it's, but Vince makes you work. Triple H had to work. Triple H had to earn his keep. Sure, he did.
0: No one's saying he didn't.
1: You know, so. I think he's done a he had good eat job. He plates
0: a shit after the curtain hall and he sucked it up and he had to deal well, with a lot of backlash.
1: That was years ago, but I'm saying, I'm just talking about recent times. I mean, he's oh. really, he's really done a good job. Um, and now that he's kind of not under Vince's thumb anymore, he's proven that he could do it right now. Is he going to be able to do it forever? Probably not. Cause nobody's able to do it forever. Vince hasn't been able to do it forever, but, Enjoy the run while you're, while you're at it. And, um, you know, and he, he seems to put the right people in the right places. Yep. You know, um, he still has a pretty good core group of people around them that that could help him. It's, it's interesting. Cause you are seeing some of the old Vince guys leaving, like you said, with Kevin Dunn, I, you know, I don't know if we'll see Bruce Pritchard leave because Bruce Pritchard does love Triple H because I, I know he used to get a lot of crap on his podcast about it. So I think he's pretty close with them. So, and I think they have a pretty good working relationship. You'd hear that in, in social media outlets. I've never heard anything where they have any issues with each other. So, right. Um, but it's good because you need, you need some guys. He needs people to lean on. He needs somebody that, you know, you need somebody that will challenge him. Anybody, time you're in a position um, of leadership like that, and I think that's why Vince likes some of the guys he likes, because they would challenge him at times. Even though, yeah, in the end they may they may go along with what he wants to do because that's what he wants to do. But at least he will listen. At times he would listen, or sometimes they would challenge him. No, this we should do it this way. I mean, look Mm -hmm. at that's how Vince Russo got his job. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, pretty much. For better or for worse, I mean, you know, I mean, it's this this definitely by far was the um, was the biggest story. And um, it's interesting because we all watch wrestling differently than we did when we were younger. Uh, I don't think we'll ever watch it. I don't think any TV watching is going to be the same anymore. I think we just watch things in dribs and drabs and watch it off social media and that's just the way it's gonna be. But the big shows, like you said, where everything's at is, is the pay-per-views. Even though TV's very important because obviously they make a lot of money from the TV contracts. But but if you want to see the really, really you know fine tuned, you know, four and five star matches, you're gonna get them on the pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know what do you call them live. What, what do they even call them now? Because it's not really pay per views per se. I guess I guess they still call because you could still buy it. I guess, but I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess for lack of a better word, we'll call pay per views. But um, but the same thing for AEW. I think AEW does a better job on their pay per views than they do on their television shows. But you got to surround yourself with the right people, and I think. I think Tony Khan has people, but does he use those people? Same thing we complain about sometimes with NWA is Billy using some of the minds that he has, or is it just, this is what I'm doing. I'm the boss and that's it.
0: Mm -hmm. Billy said, uh, but not Billy. um, Tony Khan said earlier in the week on the world's end media call thing that there will be, there will be some front office and VP uh, changes in 2024. I think one of the things, if we want to move on to AEW now, you did great job, Doctor. Good, 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 good uh, analysis there of WWE. I think AEW has to start changing their image. You know, it was kind of cute when Cody and Kenny and the Bucks were VPs, but now Tony has to start treating this like a fucking wrestling company and not like a like a you know.
1: Well, I think some I little, think, some I little think fan you-
0: plug. Because
1: that's gonna happen. No one
0: one takes those guys seriously. The Bucks—they're fucking doofuses. Great wrestlers, but just doofuses. Kenny is is dealing with a life a life threatening health condition. He ain't gonna be back for a while. And Cody's gone. I think Cody. (laughs) uh, I think Cody and Tony. Cody and Tony. uh, had difference of opinion on how the company was run, but the CM Punk experiment proved to Tony that I got to start treating this company for real now. And he started getting his lane. He, he, if you look at all the arenas that he goes to now for dynamite and for pay-per-views, they're a little smaller, like Nassau people. This isn't the Nassau Coliseum last night that, you know, the Islanders won four straight cups and had 21,000. That place only seats about 8,500. They're in their lane now because attendance is down. In a lot of places. Um, I think he has too many. I think he has too many shows to be honest. He should get rid of collision and make collision. um, Either collision or rampage should become an ROH show. Is what I think he should do. The only reason he built he made collision was because he didn't have the balls to tell CM Punk to apologize to the Bucks or vice versa. So he just made another show so they could stay apart. That's, that's That's not the way to handle a conflict. And now he's stuck with three shows that he can't fill. And um the pay per views are still great. I've heard good things about the show last night, and no spoilers. Uh we'll get into it uh later this week on the on uh, the main event. But the pay per views all year have been really good. Uh the T V has been okay. But well, how is I, WWE doing? You know, I,
1: I don't really how are they doing for drawing? I mean, obviously they're they're gonna be out. limiting for for Raws, they do sell out. Still,
0: they get close to sellouts. Yeah, I mean, they get. Yeah. Remember, they still do big. Uh, um, because uh, I, I, thi-
1: I I I do think the live event business, besides the big pay per view shows, I think for both companies, it's just a different. It's a different world now. I don't think. Um, I mean, I I don't think house shows are are going to be a thing much more anymore. I don't think you know.
0: Um, I have a I'll feeling. It, it's, speaking of house shows, let me hold that thought because I want to say this before I forget it. One of my one of the things, and I'll mention it. I'll, I'll delve into more of it with the guys this coming week on main event. But I think that you're only going to see house shows. I hate to say this because I hate to see smaller places get stiffed. But I have a feeling you're only going to see house shows at pretty big venues. I think they'll still do the Madison Square Garden house show in Christmas time. I think they make big. They made big money this past Tuesday. Uh, with the show there, that was Punk's first first wrestling match in WWE. You in... know, the sad
1: thing is, uh, from from what Bruce Prichar was saying, they're lucky to break even. Sometimes they lose money when they go to New York because it's just so expensive.
0: Well, you the know, Dolans see. are fucking scum. Well, axles. not
1: only that, and it's the unions for everything
0: too. Right. So, so I have a feeling they're going to only do house shows in special places, and I think that's a bummer. But unfortunately, nobody goes. Why? Because house shows lost their luster. Uh, probably in the mid to late nineties because of all the television. Right. And now with well, I so think much the attitude
1: error, the, the house shows are very hot because it did the product. Well, Cause they
0: were hot. They were hot. Correct.
1: They were they hot. Were. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I remember going to house shows and oh my gosh, it was just like, it was like going to a TV taping because it was just, the crowds were just phenomenal. But, right. but yeah, I think, I think the model's different. And I think, I think Tony's just gotta be smart. listen, you you got to go back to the, what your original when you started the company. You were like, no, we just want to be an alternative to WWE. And then you kind of saw things, you know, because fans were excited because people were down on WWE at that time. And fans were excited right. for something different. And he was like, oh, well, maybe we got something going here. Maybe we could actually can compete. I think he kind of got fooled a little bit. Instead of just staying in his lane, don't. They don't really acknowledge you. Don't acknowledge them and just do your own thing. And I think if he could really refocus and yes, you can't put guys um, that are currently on your roster in these big positions, especially positions like VP and all that. That Those are big jobs. Now, granted, they don't wrestle four or five times a week anymore, but still, I mean, it's just, it puts. It's very hard. You don't. You can't have that camaraderie in the locker room because, oh, is this guy, you know, he's got influence. Is he, you know, I say something wrong or they don't like the, the thing, you know, the, how I said hello to them and they going to hold it against me. You know, it's just, you know how the industry is. So I, I think Tony's got to start, I think his dad's going to make him take it seriously, you know, and say, listen, you, you really got to start putting some executives in here that are, You know, if you want somebody that has wrestling experience that's retired, that's not an in-ring person, that's fine. There's a lot of great people out there.
0: Totally. I agree. I mean, why
1: isn't he using somebody even for, like, creative purposes? Why isn't he using somebody like Jake the Snake, who he does have – I mean, I don't know what kind of contract he has with AEW, but I know he does stuff. Like, why are you using minds like that? Even if they're consultants – you know what I'm saying? Like, he had yeah. Arn Anderson. He had guys that, you know, he had Tully Blanchard. Yeah, he did. I know, you know, like, I don't know. I, I You know, it, it could also be the, you know, there's two sides to every story, too. I'm not, I'm not just totally blaming Tony, either. You know, there's mm-hmm. a strong personality, too. But I don't know. It's just he needs to start listening to others because if he doesn't, He's not going to have a company
2: in another two three years. So, I mean, is his contract up? His TV contract? It's being discussed. Uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, uh. I I think they felt I think
1: Warner Discovery um thought that. Because the way the, the ratings were going up in the beginning, they thought that they were going to, you know, and listen, ratings are not what they used to be anymore. We can't compare, you know, it's, TV watching is different. And advertisers are looking for live events. Because so many people do record things now and don't watch it live. That's why live live sports is get, making so much money right now. Correct. For their rights, because... You know, and, and no, you're not going to get the same level of that you got 25 years ago. But it's different. There's all those other mediums for um, advertising to make money with, you know, social media and you know all the other different ways that advertising happens these days. Which you know, there's advertising everywhere. <laughs> so it's, I don't know. It's just it's interesting. Um, I'm interested to see for AEW. I just. I, I do watch AEW occasionally. WWE by far is the better produced show. There's no doubt about it. Um, their in-ring product is very good. Don't get me wrong, uh, AEW. Um, I like to just see them stick around because, like I said, I think it's good for wrestling fans, and I think it make it makes WWE better. I really do. I think d- WWE, knowing they're there, even though WWE may say they're not a threat, they're just something they're like, you know, it just gives them something to like, oh, these guys think they could play with us. All right. We're going to show them. We're going to show who who the real number one is. Yep. And then they and they put it to another level.
0: Yeah.
1: Because let me tell you something right now. A.W. wasn't around. I don't know if CM Punk would be back with WWE.
0: No, he absolutely wouldn't. He wouldn't.
1: So I think I, I like I said, I just think I think there's some good Co- Cody. If there was no A.E.W. would Cody be back with them? Yeah, maybe he would have, you know, because he was really making a name for himself on the indie scene, but um I don't know. I mean it's it it would be interesting to, to to note that if AEW never did exist, some of these guys that did come back to WWE would would they have come back? And would they have come back with this um uh kind of excitement? Right, You know, the what ifs, I guess, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, no, I mean, uh, it's going to be interesting. I, 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 I hope I'd like to see some changes in AEW. And, uh, I, I think if he makes some of those changes, I think Tony could do good. Tony's not a dumb guy. So let's not, let's not say that, but he also didn't. Yes. He was fans like us. So, you know, I can't say that you and I would run the greatest wrestling company. And he w- he had no more experience besides that he has money behind him than we had. I wouldn't have attempted
0: to. But there's a difference, G. I wouldn't have attempted to.
1: (laughs) Now, he did. He He, did try to surround himself with some guys because because Cody and the Bucks and everything, they ran the, you know, the uh, was all all in. um, All in. Which which was great. Yep. Um, So he surrounded himself to start the company up with some pretty good people. But. But those guys weren't executives either. That was the first time they did it. So, so I think you got. It's just a matter of, like, to me, if I'm going to start a wrestling, if you and I had the money, and we started a wrestling company, I'd already think of some guys just in the industry that I would probably hire just to help me get things started. Right. Now, sometimes you're going to hear things you don't want to hear. Sometimes people are going to be very blunt with you, and sometimes you gotta you, uh, you do you have the the ego enough to handle that. That's the thing. Does Tony have the ego? Enough? Can he handle somebody saying, "No, Tony, you're not doing this right. This is the way you got to do it." Give me a shot here. Let's let's try this. Try my way, and let's see what happens. I don't know. We'll see. I'm interested. That's I didn't know he said that. So I'm I'm actually very interested to see how 2024 uh, shakes out for them.
0: Mm. I think I he, he's like... going to have a great
1: 2024.
0: Sure, they will. They totally will. Um, you know, they're expanding internationally. We've got, you know, we've got pay-per-views scheduled in France, uh, backlashes in France. We've got the, the pay-per-view at the end of August in Berlin, Germany. Um, Cause now with the network with Peacock, you could have some fun with stuff like that and give these international markets. Cause international markets will make you a ton of money.
1: Well, not only that, yeah, they don't see them that often. So the crowds are a little more rabid, you know, you know, we take it for granted because we can get them. <laughs> um, but I think definitely, um, it would be very interesting to see um, WWE go into these different markets and see how they do. Um, France is interesting. I, 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 I'm sure I know they've been over to France before, just like non televised stuff that we never saw. But it's it's going to be interesting to see. Some different markets. Yeah, did they ever really make any ground in the in in India? I know they they tried hard.
0: I think they're working on it. I don't think they're going as fast. I think this. I think the uh, the sale and all that stuff kind of slowed that down. But I I, let, I think they still would like to approach that. I know they want to do a Europe kind of thing, like an yeah. NXT Europe. But um, I think not getting Will Osprey kind of killed that. But there was a lot of free agents out there this year. Obviously the first big free agent is, um, Okada. Uh, you know, these new Japan guys, I think are getting a little tired of being in Japan. Um, W obviously triple H is more adventurous with obviously with guys that have, I mean, Nakamura's gimmick. The last like six months has been really good for a guy who's, whose accent's obviously very thick. It's sometimes tough for him to, to understand him. Um, I don't know how Okada's English is um but he's a guy that I think the company would love tell to you, have. I you,
1: Nakamura has been in the United States longer than I expected.
0: Mhm. Uh I agree. And uh I do think that Triple H is going to make a, a inroads to try to get more of these. He didn't get Osprey, but I think I think uh Tony Khan and Osprey already had a pre you know they already kind of knew each other and I, I think Will was more comfortable there so um kind of like the Mets losing out on Yamamoto <laughs> that they could have, but he really wanted it but that's all right. I think he already I think he always knew he was going to go there. But I think we're going to see some some different things this year in terms of free agents and such. Um I have a feeling you're going to see a great year out of TNA. I think people are excited about the branding. They stay in their lane. We've never had any like drama with backstage heat and everything like that. They seem to run Scott Demore seems to run a great backstage
1: Yes, he
0: does. And their TV is good. It's not great. It's good. And, you know, it's getting to the point now where now uh, some of their top talent now is going to start to find greener pastures. We've already pretty much heard that at some point in the 2024, Deanna Perrazzo will be gone. She's done pretty much all she can in in TNA. So we'll see her in WWE or AEW. Um Maybe this is a spot for Camille. I think Camille should go there. But what do you think? What do you see in TNA in 2024?
1: Well, I I definitely think that uh, you'll see like a Camille. I think Camille, that's a great place for her. I think she'll get lost in WWE right now. Um, I even think Deanna Perazzo would be better even going to AEW, help that division a little bit because I think WWE is so strong in the women's division that, again, could get lost um in the situation but uh, TNA really does have a good core group um you know uh i know bringing trinity over she's been great for the women's division yes uh, i think that's been you know you know pretty big i in my opinion i think she's i think she definitely was you know the best uh, TNA um one of the best t- TNA talents that, of that you know this year, oh yeah, twenty twenty three. Yeah, I guess we're
0: still twenty twenty three. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm glad I, she I, didn't... I was just saying, I'm glad she didn't ride, um, Sasha Banks slash Mercedes Monet's coattails because we don't know where she's going to go in twenty twenty four. Not sure because a both A W and WWE have said no door. A W. Uh, and, and 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 Sasha or Mercedes broke down a while back. And then there was, I guess something came out of the last few days that she did talk to WWE, but she said she wants to make more per year than Charlotte, who was, I think, the highest paid woman in the company. And that would probably set a very bad precedent, so I'm glad WWE didn't do that. Because you don't, I think that's why Seth Rollins always kind of had a hard-on for Punk. You shouldn't reward disloyalty. I agree. And punk was punk is different because punk is a star, but and and the situation, in 2014 was, was very, still very wonky, but Sasha banks just walked out. She quit. She took her ball and went home. She pulled a stone cold, 2002, she took her ball and went home. And now she wants to come back and go, I'll come back. But only if you pay me more than anybody else. And I think the rest of the roster would go, fuck her. <laughs> you know, we've worked our ass off the last couple of years through the pandemic. And she just didn't want to be bothered and quit. So, she's in tough, I mean, she's recovering from an injury, so we don't know when she'll be back, but she's in a tough spot right now. She is. And if I were Trinity, I, I would hope she does not come to impact, or TNA. Don't steal her, don't steal her shine.
1: Well, Trinity does a great job. I, I mean, Alex Shelley's done a good job as, as world champion.
0: I have really enjoyed him as TNA champion. He will be facing Moose at Hard to Kill, um, two weeks from yesterday. Uh, In Vegas. Um, We'll talk about that card next week because we'll start. I mean,
1: you know, Brian Myers has done a good job. Yeah. Um, Steve uh, Macklin. uh, I mean, I know Billy uh, Ray's there, but he's probably more of, you know, of a novelty.
0: Yeah. Chris Uh, Satan,
1: Crazy Steve, Um, you know.
0: Yeah, Chris Sabin and I mean it's been, it's it's a solid it's a solid roster, and maybe they make apparently they're getting a huge you know, the biggest signing in TNA history is taking place at Hard to Kill on the thirteenth. Some people say Kurt Angle's coming back. That's entirely possible. I don't know if that's a big deal. I mean, Kurt can't wrestle anymore, so um, yeah, I don't know. True. I don't know. That's what I said
1: to Kurt Angle, but. I mean, it would be more of being a backstage presence or something like that.
0: Correct. Of course, I, no, enjoy, my,
1: exactly right. of course I enjoy my man Santino.
0: <laughs> He's funny as the authority figure or whatever. But He's Scott demore has been on camera too. Anyway, we'll get more okay. into TNA. We're going to add TNA much more. I know we, we did a little bit of it here in the fall. But once it is officially TNA, TNA will become a, a regular segment here on the PTB weekend special, starting with the weekend of Hard to Kill. And, uh, we, uh, I don't know if we'll do a live reaction, uh, or a live, uh, commentary, but I know we're going to try to do a reaction special that weekend for, uh, TNA Hard to Kill. So, uh, cause I think that's something we would like to enjoy. I think we'd like to get back into the full blown TNA experience. Now, TNA Plus, oh my God, the interface is so much better than Impact Plus. Great job, Endeavor. Um, cause the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, um, um, Interface on the website is ten times better than, than Impact Plus was. Uh all right. Male Wrestler of the Year and Female Wrestler of the Year.
1: Okay. So um, female wrestler of the year, that's a you know, that's the one I'm I'm having a tough time with. Because Trinity's had a great year, but I know that she's um She's not in one of the big companies, which I
0: shouldn't hold that against her. So No, pick whoever you want. What do you make? Don't make up your own rules. Pick whoever you want. Uh, Why does it have to be WWE don't pigeon? You sat here talking about WWE AEW. Don't don't pigeonhole yourself. Who gives a shit where they're from? This year you know he's He's the Dr. Now, G's. Camille's
1: had a great year, even though I know she lost the championship, but she had a great year as well. Uh, yeah. Becky Lynch obviously had a great year.
0: Rhea Ripley. Uh,
1: Rhea Ripley, you know, I I think I'm gonna have to I as much I I, I would I'm gonna go tie on this. One. I'm gonna say Rhea Ripley and um, Trinity. Okay, those are
0: my notes. No,
1: no, yeah, I agree. And Becky be- Becky Lynch would probably be my third. You know. If okay.
0: I had to. Well, it's gonna be a big um, year for WWE in the women's division because Charlotte, of course, with that big knee inj- with that terrible knee injury she suffered, we may not see her till maybe September. Yeah. She's gone for a while. No WrestleMania, no Rumble, no WrestleMania, and probably no SummerSlam. So.
1: Now, Men's Wrestler of the Year, you got to go with MJF. I mean, he's phenomenal. I mean, I love Cody. Cody uh, you know, probably my favorite right now. Um, mm-hmm. and I think Cody will probably be Wrestler of the Year probably in 2024. But MJF has just done a phenomenal job. He, mm. he
0: really is good at what he does. He's a, uh, one of, one I, of the uh, best deals
1: in the business.
0: Yep. I would give um, a I would give a vote to uh to Will Ospreay. He had an amazing year. I would give a vote to Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins okay. had a good year. Um maybe Christian. He had a pretty good year. Christian, I tell you the truth.
1: Christian really in the last half of the year. Alex Shelley. Had a good year. But I I am gonna I'm 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 gonna stick with some MJF, I think.
0: MJF? Okay. Now he's been yeah. champion for over a year now. There was no there was no good opponent for him to lose to, so why why do it now, you know? Um I don't know what I mean, we're not gonna say here what happened last night with him and Samoa Joe at the pay per view. We don't wanna spoil anything. It's barely been twelve hours or whatever since you've since we dropped. But uh we'll get more into that pay per view later in the week on main event. Um all right. Good job, Doctor. Thank you for yeah, your I would
1: defense. say like, um, I don't know if you want to call it like comeback wrestler or breakout wrestler or whatever the heck you want to call it. I would say you have to go with L.A. Knight with
0: that. Oh, yeah, totally. L.A. Uh, Knight's going to have a big 2024. I think he's the one. I think he's going to cross shows. I think he's going to go from SmackDown to Raw. And I think he's the one that's going to break Gunther's Intercontinental title streak at WrestleMania. That's my now, what would
1: you, uh, like? What would you pick as your moment of the year? Like what did you say? CM Punk coming back
0: to WWE? CM Punk coming out in Chicago. That was pretty well, fucking amazing. How about Sami Zayn turning Sami on the Bloodline? Sami Zayn's line? moment back at Elimination Chamber was pretty great. Um when he uh,
1: turns on the Bloodline, he's
0: Uso. Pretty would great. Him
1: turn, would you say? I think the Sami Zayn turning on the Bloodline, I think.
0: Both, both Usos super kicking Roman was pretty great. But you have to, if you're talking about a moment itself, it's got to be uh, Punk coming out in Chicago at Survivor Series. That's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. But we'll get more into that. Thank you, Doctor. The, the Gs. We call them the MDs. Those are his awards. You know, like the Slammies, since you're Dr. G, the MDs. Um, maybe we'll talk more NWA awards next, uh, next week when we dive back into the regular the pleasure stuff.
1: pleasure is all yours, as always.
0: <laughs> Says Larry. Um, wait. You're the owner's father-in-law. I mean, son-in-law. Anyway, uh, all right. So before we go, this we'll, we'll, let's let's now get into uh, the fun part. The our fun second part of the of tonight, and that is the doctor and I. Yesterday, if you're listening to this on New Year's Eve, the doctor and I yesterday afternoon went down here to the uh, AMC down the right, over the around the corner from my house, and we went and saw the Iron Claw, the biopic of the Von Erichs. Yes. Um, Zac Efron, uh, Jeremy Allen White, the dude from that show The Bear on uh, Hulu, he played Carrie. Zach played Zach Efron played Kevin. Um, I don't know the guy who played Fritz. I've seen him in other movies. He was really good. Uh, Cole something or other. I don't remember his name. And Maura Tierney for you News Radio and ER fans. Maura Tierney played Doris Von Eric, who I have to admit. If that's how she was in real life, she was just as emotionally distant as Fritz was, just not as um, not as uh forward about it (laughs) as. But she seemed very detached, as well.
1: Yeah, she seemed. They didn't really
0: because it was only so much
1: time. They didn't really. There were definitely some interesting dynamics. I mean, definitely you saw parts of the movies where her and Fritz really had you know, loved each other. You know. But yeah, there were sides of it, you know, again, this was so told, told, told through Kevin's eyes because obviously he's the only one alive. Um, it was definitely an interesting um, dynamics. I mean, I, we always knew the brothers were close. Now, again, I know what these, you know, autobiographical or biographical picks or whatever you want to call it. Um, I guess biographical pick, you call it. You know, they take some creative licensing. I mean, it just seemed like the, the brothers lived at the at home until their twenties. You know, like that it just seemed. But they just they all seemed to be very close. I mean, there was a little jealousy you could see here and there, but for the most part, they all supported each other. Which yep. you know, which was you know nice to see. Yeah,
2: um, it's uh, the the guy
1: who played Fritz was. Holt, Holt, Quinn, macaloney um,
0: Yeah, Macaloney, Yep, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He was very good. Um, and he's only a lot 60, other actors. But, but do you, he can, he
1: did a great. Job. I mean, he looked just like Fritz, though. He and did look the
0: same with the fucking unit suit and all the. He pretty much looked like Fritz. I agree with you. Um, the guy who played Harley Race looked like Harley Race. Uh, NWA uh, call out here. Great job by Mount Thrillamanjaro. Throw Billy Silas, our national heavyweight champion. He, has, he played Terry Gordy. The other two guys, the Michael Hayes guy, um, the wig was a little too wiggish looking. But the guy who played Buddy Roberts looked really good. Um, but clearly the worst. The Bruiser Brody guy looked pretty good. Um, the guy who played Gino Hernandez looked pretty good. The one guy that looked fucking atrocious, and I think this everybody realizes this, was the guy who played Ric Flair. Yes. In the ring, he looked good. But the promo was... Fucking terrible. I mean, he looked like he was wearing... Like, if you went to Party City and and picked up one of those, like, Ric Flair costume bags, he'd be the guy on the fucking label. That's how bad it looked. It looked bad. Um, But the wrestling looked good, the in-ring. Chavo Guerrero Jr., baby Chavo Jr., who helped with the choreography, actually played the Sheik in the beginning. The Sheik Eddie Farhat, not the Iron Sheik. Um... So that was good. Obviously, for you wrestling nerds out there like us, you're going to have to just kind of pump the brakes on your reality because they did kind of jumble things a little bit, and they tightened up the timeline a little bit. Yes. Um, there is a brother missing. <laughs> they didn't do anything with Chris. They pretty much talked about Mike, uh, Carrie, D- uh, David, and and uh, Kevin. They didn't really mention Chris. They actually – Chris and they mentioned
1: Jackie, obviously. They did
0: mention Jackie Jr. Um, They did mention Jackie Jr., so overall, I enjoyed it. Again, if you're a wrestling, you know, nerd like us, um, pump. You know, you don't have to deal with things like, you know, Zac Efron looked like the biggest guy in the of the brothers, but obviously Kerry was the biggest. But Jeremy Allen White can only look so big. Um, the guy who played David looked like David. Actually, he was better looking than David. But, <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, the storytelling was yeah, I mean, solid. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the storytelling was solid. It was. It, listen, it's a sad story, as we all know. Um, but I thought they they did a nice job in trying to put it all together. I mean, with yep. the limited amount of time that you had, and you know, um, and it was sad. I mean, it really was. I I think I came I came out really feeling for Mike.
0: I really yeah, did. Mike I was just, the biggest victim. He was the one that got pushed around by Fritz more than any more than any of the other guys. He, I, I feel like he didn't want to be a wrestler. And Fritz almost made it come off as, without really saying it, that he needed to wrestle. Now, Kevin,
1: and, Kevin was like, you know, he when he had that match, in the, the, the movie he had the match at Harley, and, and it didn't go the way Fritz wanted it to. And then I guess he didn't get another shot for a little while. And then when there was another shot, I mean, I, I thought it was kind of weird in the movie. I mean, I, I guess I don't know. I don't think we're saying anything out of turn here. If you don't want to listen, then turn it off. But I think when they, flipping the coin to see who wrestles Ric Flair, well, it's and,
0: a biopic. G, you don't you don't spoil a movie. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's by the Von Erics. If if you're listening to this show, you already know the Von Erich story, so it's not like well, we're really like, spoiling.
1: Anything. Like I didn't realize that. I mean, because we've heard so many stories that they flipped the coin to see who would wrestle. Uh, at the Parade of Champions in '84, I don't know if that. I mean, I'm assuming if Kevin signed off on it, that that was true. Not that he had a sign off on everything, but I don't know. That, I, I I never knew that part. I thought that was interesting. Um, I thought, like you said, I it was interesting because we never really knew much about the mother.
0: No. No, but, she, was, she wasn't, she wasn't as, um, she wasn't as,
1: uh, was kind of a main character, but she wasn't, if that makes sense. She was kind of like,
0: yeah, she wasn't life. as, well, she was never as, uh, in front of the camera, like Helen was like Helen right. Hart was, um, or even Vern's wife, Vern's wife, you never saw. Um, so yeah, but I mean, overall it was a good movie. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan, you should go see it. If you're not a wrestling fan, go see it anyway. You know, it's a good, it's just a good movie about a, a family with a lot of tragedy that has, that had triumphs as well. Um, the only, yeah, the only other factoid that I, I don't know if it's true or not, in the movie it made it seem like Fritz was not in favor of selling the, selling the promotion to Jerry Jarrett in the USWA, but I always thought he was in favor of it because, I mean, let's be honest, I mean, I'm watching, I'm watching the, the, the show on my chrono, one of my chrono watches, and I'm in the summer of 88, and other than the Samoan SWAT team, it sucks. <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty bad so i mean i don't know i i feel like that i, I mean if kevin thinks that that's how it if, if kevin says that's how it happened i guess it did but i don't remember fritz ever being a, against selling the company but uh whatever anyway it's a great movie uh, I highly recommend it. Yeah,
1: and now, um, from, okay, on Wikipedia, now again, you gotta take this for what it's worth because I'd have to, I, I'd have to go back and actually, maybe we gotta go back and watch the WCW, uh, WCCW, uh, the one on...
0: Uh, the documentary.
1: Yep, The documentary, it says, because it says, after the failure of Superclash 3 in 1989, Kevin became very despondent over his father's decision to sell the promotion to Jerry Jarrett, who owned the Memphis-based CWA. Despite his brother... Kerry welcoming Jared into the mix. The merge promotions became USWA. But however, because of disputes, including Sue and Jared himself, he pulled WCCW out of USWA in 1990. So yeah, I think they took some creative liberties. here. Yeah.
0: Sounds like in real life, it was the reverse. It sounded like Kevin was pissed and Fritz was, was doing the So I don't know. Anyway, that'll do it for our final episode of the PTB uh Weekend special for 2023. Thank you for your support, as always, for here and all the shows here on the network. Um, I thank you very much as we enter year. Holy crap. um, As we enter year. 13. Of the of the PTP Wrestling Network. On June 1st, it'll be 13 years old. No, I'm sorry. 11 years old. What am I saying? Our show, the the flagship show, the Place Be Podcast. That'll be 13 years old in February, but June 1st, 2024, the PTB Wrestling Network as a podcast feed will be 11 years old. And I Did think you
1: guys call it the Place to Be Podcast when you first started, or no? The the show?
0: Yeah, yeah. The show was always the show was always the Place to Be Podcast. It always was. I started calling it the Mothership probably in the I don't know 2016 or 2017. I started calling it that. And it's the gold standard. The motherfucking gold standard. Thank you for your support. We have great shows. We have great shows this week as well. New episodes of Wrestle Tracks. Greg Deener and I watched Super Clash Three. Fitting since we since you and I saw Iron Claw. I watched the one time I thought Carrie Von Erich got screwed. Um, fuck you, Stanley Blackburn. A uh, new episode of uh, Who's Next and Highway to the Impacts. So just all great stuff this week. And we'll be back with uh, fresh stuff this week. We have a brand new episode of the Place B Podcast. Speaking of making towns, our subseries. New episode uh, tomorrow, New Year's Day. First day of the new year, we'll have a podcast. And uh, don't forget, again, I'll later this week, the first episode of 2024 of Place Be Nation's main event. Uh, we'll talk about the same similar topics Dr. G and I did with the rest of the crew and look ahead to 24. There we go. Uh, so, have a very safe New Year's Eve tonight. Please be safe with whatever you're doing. Happy New Year to everybody. And we will uh, talk to you in 2024. I'm Scott, he's the doctor, you're not. Happy New Year, Scott.